1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. You picked a great time to listen because Lana Silk, she's the Chief Executive Officer of Transformer Ron USA, is joining us right now because in her role, she actively seeks to bring freedom to the people of Iran, transforming the nation into one which bears the image of Christ. I would love to hear her story. I know you do as well. And just to see what the Holy Spirit is doing in that country. Lana, thank you so much for being here with us on Mornings with Tom and Tobby. It's a pleasure being with you this morning. Well, uh, first of all, let's just get a, a quick overview of the mission of Transformer on and your roots in the organization. Well, our mission is Iran in the in the simplest way possible. Uh, Iran is a hostile country to the gospel, but the church is growing rapidly, and Iran is on God's agenda, and He has um, given us the mission to make sure that um, we are there, present, partnering with him, really, in what he is doing, what he wants to do to make sure that the people of Iran are exposed to the gospel, receive the life-changing power of it in their lives, surrender to Jesus, and a walk in the good of all that he brings to them. We're concerned for the whole of the country. You know, there are people, and just like every country, at every edge of society, from the most elite and influential and academic to the very poor and illiterate, and we want to make sure that every aspect of our beautiful nation is exposed to the gospel and redeemed by it. Wow, it is a beautiful mission. And again, her name is Lana Silk. She's the CEO of Transform Iran. And uh, let me just ask you this. Uh, over the last 30 years, how have you seen God move in the nation of Iran? God is moving in an unprecedented supernatural way in Iran. It, it can only be credited to God what is happening today. Um, Iran does have biblical heritage and roots. Uh, you know, some of the giants of the Old Testament walked in the land that is now Iran. Some of them are buried there and their graves can be visited. And yet there's been such a uh, dry period over many centuries where it's been very difficult to um, draw any interest out of the Iranian Muslim population for the gospel of Christ. Now, we often say, realistically, there would have been three, four, at a push, 500 Iranian believers from a Muslim background for many centuries. 
And then in 1979, the Islamic regime came in and changed Iran from a secular monarchy to an Islamic theocracy. And now in these 45 years just gone, God has been doing an incredible thing in what is an oppressive, dark territory, you might say. Uh, But the church is growing so rapidly that we would say probably more than a million Iranians of a Muslim background now believe in the Lord Jesus. Okay, that's a story that we just don't hear in mainstream media, Lana, just that God is on the move in that nation. We hear about the oppressive regime, but we don't hear what God's doing. Are there some stories that you could share of people whose lives have been transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ in that country, and what are they doing to this day? Oh, there are so many stories, it's hard to choose. Um, (laughs) God, you know, the people of Iran, the government, I should say, of Iran, has tried very hard to make it um, illegal, dangerous, and as much as possible impossible for people to hear the gospel. And in that climate, it feels like God has gone, oh, really, do you think you can silence me? And he has chosen supernatural means to reach the people of Iran. So he uses their dreams, he appears to them in visions, and he draws them to himself. Of course, our our great privilege as believers is to know what the Lord is doing. You know, the Bible talks about the sons of Issachar knowing the times, being aware this is a season when God is on the move. This is a people group that God is reaching out to and then partnering and riding the wave, really, of what God is already doing in his, in his incredible power and ability. So we then use digital media to, uh, the only word I can think of is to partner with the Holy Spirit. So he is busy doing what only he can do. He appears in their dreams and their visions, and I can share some stories with you. And we are here presenting the gospel through digital media. We use satellite TV, we use radio and social media. So people will encounter the Lord in either way, either order, I should say. They might hear something that we have put out and be puzzled by it. Oh, I thought Jesus was a prophet. I didn't realize, no, question, question, question go to bed that night, Jesus will appear in a dream and, you know, confirm what they've seen in media. Then they get in touch and say, oh, this has just happened. Or the reverse that will happen. Jesus will do something supernatural in their lives and then they'll go searching for answers and find us. And we'll have people contact us saying things like, Jesus appeared to me in my dreams and healed me of my cancer or cured me of my depression or fixed my marriage. You know, what what do I do now? I didn't know Jesus could do those kinds of things. He's totally captured me and I don't know what to do with that. So then it's such a joy to be able to introduce the full gospel to them and explain to them that Jesus is God and he has been reaching out to them. Our guest right now is Lana Silk. She is the CEO of Transform Iran, talking about what God is doing in that country. We hear about the oppressive regime, but God is on the move. And many, many people, over uh, a million, I believe, have come to faith in Christ. And it is so beautiful. And Lana, you mentioned something about how God is infiltrating uh, the country. And he's doing it through visions and dreams. And that is complemented by the ministry that you do, but talk to us a little bit about that, because I've heard through Todd Nettleton, Voice of the Martyrs, that in countries that have an oppressive regime, they are experiencing visions and dreams, something we don't really see that much of or hear that much of here in the West. Can can you speak to that a little bit? Yes, I think, you know, when you're in a situation where everything that you can bring to the table isn't enough then it forces a complete reliance and desperate intimacy with the Lord Jesus. 
And in those situations, he really gets to shine. I think in some ways we have a greater challenge here in the West than our persecuted brothers and sisters do because our persecuted brothers and sisters are forced into that situation where they have to cultivate intimacy with Jesus. They have to be totally reliant on him. They're in the dark. Only his light shines the path ahead. You know, that kind of desperate dependence is forced upon them and it yields such beautiful fruit and intimacy. I've spoken to persecuted believers who've said to me they would have it no other way. I've spoken to persecuted believers who've said to me they'd go back to prison in a heartbeat because of the intimacy they enjoyed with Jesus in that prison cell. So now here in the West, we have to somehow recreate that scenario for ourselves because it's so easy for us to slip into a comfortable life. Nothing is being demanded of us. Everything we could possibly want is right there at our fingertips. So then our challenge is how do we live the kind of radical life that is totally reliant on the power of God, that can take no step without his direction, him illuminating the road ahead of us, totally dependent on our intimacy with him. We have to make sure that happens. We have to be taking those risks and stepping into scenarios where he gets to shine. So that's our challenge. You know, I think if if my life is is something that I can plan for and foresee and manage myself, then it will end up being something that only I could have built. Am I making sure that my life is something that God is building? That, that's the challenge. Yeah, that is definitely a challenge, especially in the comfort that we um, enjoy here in our country specifically. And many people look on the horizon and see that oppression uh, just may be coming in our direction. And maybe that that is something that God is using to once again awaken us to our desperate need for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to truly manage every aspect of our life. And you're hearing from Lana Silk. She's the CEO of Transform Iran. And you do some wonderful ministry in country. But I'd like to speak specifically now to what you do uh, as far as ministering to and helping Iranian women. Yes, the Iranian women are in such great need. Um, as a woman, I feel uh, I feel strong about their situation, um, mostly because of the lies that they have been fed for decades now that have them believing that they are less than, that they're not worthy, that they are, um, they have no possibilities, no future. They're only good for one thing. And, you know, that has bred a whole generation of women that are broken beyond the physical trauma they have experienced. There's a lot of trauma that women experience um, that we can explain away in the flesh, you know, the the abuse, uh, sexual, physical, emotional, there's, you know, the oppression in terms of them having to cover their hair and having to have permission to study certain things and travel certain places. That's all in place. But I think what that has led to is a complete internal breakdown on the identity that Jesus has given them. And we want to see that change. We want to rewrite that for them and help them see that Jesus himself thought they were worth something. He valued them. He gave them a voice, even in a society where their voice didn't matter. He gave them a voice. He gave them the first witness to his resurrection. So we were busy sharing that message with the women of Iran and providing them with counseling, trauma counseling, um, uh, practical advice to help them break free of this 
complete web that they're caught up in. Okay, and Lana, as uh, you're sharing this message of truth to them, um, I'm just going to ask, how, how is it being received? Is, is that message getting through? It is getting through. Um, I hear testimonies most days of our a lead counsellor sharing with me, just yesterday she shared with me, we've been ministering to an Afghan woman who was abused as a child and um, has such a broken sense of her own, um, her identity and her and her um, her worth. And she has come to us because of the trauma that she experienced. She's come to us asking for help. And we're walking her through. And just yesterday, maybe the day before, she gave her life to the Lord. And it's such a beautiful journey when you see these people go from just questions on survival, really, and their emotional well-being through to revelation of what Jesus has done for them and wanting to follow him. So it is getting through. Okay, no, that is just beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story with us here, Lana. And I do have one other question that I'd like to ask as our time is kind of waning here at the outset. And uh, we're seeing kind of the headlines about Iran and what's going on in country. We're not hearing spiritually what's going on. So let me ask you it this way. Uh, Why should Americans, um, believers in particular, or non-believers pay attention to and care about what's happening in Iran right now? That is such a great question. Um, Well, I would address the believers first and say very easily, we should care because God cares. Mm. It matters to God what is happening in every country in the world, in every person's life. Um, And Iran is no different. I think there is a real danger for us as humans to only sympathize with those that we consider to be victims and those we consider to be worthy of a certain level of compassion and advocacy. But we need to be sympathetic to and praying for those that are, you know, are the bad guys in the story mm. because they matter to the Lord just as much. He died for them the same as he died for any others. And I see that sometimes playing out in the news and it breaks my heart the way that we are so quick to judge and to consider who is worthy of our compassion. And I think, no, you know, we need, I am praying for the leaders of Iran, the, the people who are doing these brutal things to their own people. I am praying for those Damascus Road conversions. I'm praying for their dreams to be infiltrated by the power of the Holy Spirit and for us to hear the testimonies that will give God so much glory that those lives, you know, have been changed. So that's an easy one. God cares about them and so should we. But of course, in, a, in, in the context of the world, there is so much pain that, you know, I hear this phrase, compassion fatigue. How, how do we possibly cope with all of the needs around us and know what to do. And for that, I would say that, you know, sometimes God moves in waves and seasons in different places. And right now, God has his eye on Iran. And if you want to be encouraged and have your faith fueled and and find your own life impacted by the power of what's happening in a place that's considered dark and forgotten like Iran, then I would go ahead and get informed, read the testimony, sign up to the newsletters, hear the stories of what God is doing, because it does change us here when we see what God is doing somewhere that we thought he couldn't work. Then, of course, he can, of course, work in my own life if he's working there too. So that's the encouragement there. God is doing amazing things, and we would do well to know about it.